Hello and welcome back to In The Clock End's pre-match pint. Uh, this week, it's pre-match for West Ham United. And as always, we're joined by our regular host for the podcast, Steve. How are you doing, Stevie? I'm much better, thanks, mate. I sound a little bit better. Well, I hope I do. No, you, I was going to say that. You actually do. Yeah, you do sound crispier. That's for sure. I was listening back to the podcast on Monday and I was literally like, God, I sound horrendous. So I can only apologise mm. to you, Liam, and our listeners. I feel much better today. Monday I, Monday was a struggle. I had real like brain fog for most of the podcast. That's just, that's like, just you Monday know, in general, though, no? Yeah, I think so. Monday brain fog. Yeah, How are you? No. Are you Okay. Yeah, not not too bad, mate. Not too bad. A bit tired. Um, played my first bit of football last night in six weeks. Um, and I'm at the age now where I've realised that y- you can't just not do anything for six weeks and then just go and run around. I, I feel, yeah, I feel I'm feeling every every year of my 35 years this morning, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, post-COVID as well, it was always going to be a bit of a struggle. But no, it was nice to be back playing. But I'm just I hear, I hear a lot of excuses. That's what I hear. Well, of course you would. I mean, what else would you ever hear from me? To be honest, with you? if you're not picking up the positives, you're picking up the negatives. It's, I know you all see well at this stage, but look, let's just dive straight into things, shall we? As I said, it's pre-match pint. Um, we've got West Ham United away this weekend, so let's just have a quick look back to the the game earlier this season. Obviously, that was on the 15th of December. A nice 2 0 win um, with Martinelli and Emil Smith Roll. Um, Smith Roll, Smith Roll getting the goals. <laughs> Smith Roll. Um, yeah, Smith Roll. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you find him in Greg's mate, special, do you know what I mean? But uh, no, it was one of those games. Obviously, I have a look back at it. And I think, you know, like we all do, you remember the game when you see it. But I remember trying to, you know, doing a little bit of research before today and thinking, Jesus Christ, I can't remember too much of this. But as soon as I watched the highlights, yeah, it all came flooding back. Um, and sandwiched between those and they were two lovely goals actually uh, we have to say um, you know Martinelli was slipped through by Lacazette who then went on to do a very Omri-esque finish into the far bottom corner and then Emil Smith-Rowe decided to drive one in with his weaker foot into the to bottom corner as well um, so two great goals but in the middle of that was uh, a contentious penalty actually when you look back at it don't know whether you did but um, yeah Lacazette stepped up and missed it or do, or do we give credit to the keeper? It was quite a good save, wasn't it, for Fabianski? If I remember, well, I said, if I remember, I, I just watched the highlights about 20 <laughs> minutes ago. It was a soft penalty, to be fair. It really was. And they got a man sent off because of it as well. I think it was a foul. It's funny because when, when we talked about the podcast earlier, I, I was racking my brain thinking about this game. and I could not for life me remember it. I'm just watching the highlights sort of brought it back. Um, but you, you spot on both goals really well taken. Mm. I remember the, remember the, pen, the penalty miss was at 1-0, if, if I remember if I remember rightly. Right, yeah. And then, because I, I also remember that there was that moment in the game when Giacca sort of like gave the ball to one of the players like right on the edge of the box, just sort of gave it, and it, it was, which was probably one of the best chances of the game. Um, other than that, I can't really remember too much about it. Christmas seems like a lifetime ago. It really does. It really does. It's one of those situations, Christmas, and it always feels like yesterday, but ages ago. I don't know whether that's just adult life in general, though, mate, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. but And also, this... that was around the time of Leeds, and we don't talk about Leeds. No, we don't talk about Leeds. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a, I actually, again, forget about that. I was obviously supposed to go to that game. But no, it's just, you know, we, we had lost, you know, a couple of games not long before this. Um, that, that horrible a game at United, which we definitely should have won. And then obviously the one that went even worse was the Everton game. Um, and then we did go on a nice little run, didn't we? Um, and this was part of that run uh, where Emma Smith-Rowe, you know, really started to, to score some goals and find his feet uh, in this particular season. And it was, I do remember going into the game, it felt like a big game, didn't it? Because West Ham, let's be honest, they, you know, they, they have, they've turned into a decent side, right? Credit where it's due. And, and I do remember thinking, you know, they were in the top four, I think, at the time. And I think this game did take us into the top four afterwards. Um, and it, it was a big, you know, London derby um, at home to West Ham. And we, we had to show up, especially considering those results a couple of weeks before. So I think, you know, to come out of it with, you know, 2-0. And this was a time when we remembered how to keep clean sheets, something we haven't done for a while. Um, but yeah, it was one of those where I was just like, yeah, felt good afterwards. I remember that. That's what, I mean, we always do after a win, right? Unless you're league gonna when you just sit. Angry as ever. <laughs> oh, the less we the say peak. about that, the less we say about that. Sorry. Yeah, I, mean, Shana, I don't know. Shana Shana even mention his name. 
No, this is the problem with him, though. I mean, it's just like people keep mentioning him, keeping him relevant. Just the less we say, the better. Um, you know, it's just we know what he's like. You know yeah. what you're getting. It's, it's just it. is what it is. That's why we don't. Yeah. Bad Steve. Bad Steve. <laughs> bad Steve. Bad. Now look, it is what it is. Just hit but... myself in the face. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, little Homer Simpson doll moment for you there, was it? But. Looking at the current form as well, coming into this game, I mean, there's not too much to go over with that previous game. Um, you know, the goals are the goals. And like we said, they were fantastic. But looking at the form um, over the last five matches, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a mixed bag from West Ham. I mean, they've got two wins, three losses and a draw uh, within those five. Uh, I mean, their last three results have been lost, draw and a loss. Um, so not fantastic. And, and us, obviously, we know what our form has been like in the last five. We had a win, three losses on the bounce, and then two fantastic wins. So the, the one thing I, I really distinctly thinking about this game, because I've been looking at this game for a while, obviously, I think I've been, you know, we've all been looking at the fixtures as, as much as possible, trying to work out what's going to happen, how can things go in our favour. Um, I, I might have said it to you on a text, but, you know, West Ham having a good Europa League run. And I was like, their last game against Leon, I really hope they got through because one thing that's definitely been a trend for them is because, you know, they're not, they haven't got the biggest squad and that's they really struggle with their games after the midweekers, which is, you know, quite common uh, for, you know, for that size club. Um, and I really wanted them to get through because our game is obviously sandwiched between, you know, in their semi-final now. So they play tonight, uh, a big game. And let's just hope that, you know, that result's good for us and what I mean by that is not necessarily a West Ham win but we want to make sure that they've definitely got something to play for in the second leg um, which I think they will to be to be honest with you um, who are they actually do you actually know they're playing in the is it Frankfurt uh, yeah. Eintracht Frankfurt it might be I it think might be. so but either way it's yeah. it's nice that we're sandwiched in the middle isn't it yeah I mean it's it's always the same isn't it and we, we've struggled from it when we've been um, mm. in Europe you know playing three games in a week um, mm. You know, even the, even when Arsenal went to the Europa League, like mm. we've never been known for having that much squad depth. Um, and to be fair to him, you know, David Moyes has done a really good job, hasn't he? So it's not going to be easy Sunday, but I think definitely that their yeah, their, their attention will, will will be all right, regardless of the, the result tonight. You know, I, I fully expect them to be either winning the tie or they'll be in the tie going into next week, and that you know that that will take the priority. Um, but. Doesn't mean we can take so, the off the ball, right? You know how 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 often have Arsenal come back from like a a week off, and we we think you know the team should be fresh and ready to go, and we've you know we've produced an absolute stink of a, of a performance. So if sometimes you know it's it's almost better to have that um that consistency, right? And you kind of keep playing games. So you know you yeah. can, do you know what I mean? But it's gonna be it's gonna be a tricky one. It's it's, it's funny you, you mentioned like. The, the home game against West Ham and it sort of feels very similar to sort of where we are now. You know, if you if you if you look back to that that period, we lost to Everton, we lost to Man United. And prior to that, you know, there was a real sort of you know good mood around the place. Um which is very similar to sort of the last few weeks. Um and then sort of you know the re- the wheels sort of you know came off and everyone felt a bit a bit kind of, you know, worried where it was going. We've sort of, you know, got back on track again. So hopefully, you know, history repeats itself and we can go on a, a solid run until the end of the season. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you, you know, you you brought up a really good point there and that's just been, a, you know, there's been a few times this season where we think, you know, the squad should be well rested and ready, you know, ready and raring to go with the weekend fixture. And, you know, we've maybe been a little bit lethargic, uh, maybe a little bit sloppy. Um, but I'd like to think... You know, at this stage of this season, I mean, yeah, I'd like to think it's, you know, it's a big one, isn't it? But I'd like to think that the guys are really, you know, up for it every game now. Uh, you know, every game's massive. And I think the one great thing is that we have put it back in our hands. Um, I mean, it's not fully in our hands because you, you just can't help but when I say that, I can't help but think that, you know, that, and I've been saying it for weeks, unfortunately, but that, that North London derby that's on the horizon, um, it's going to be such a defining moment, I think, for the top four race, unless Spurs really really go full spurs in the next week um, in the next few weeks, then we might get away with it. But it just, it does just feel absolutely massive, doesn't it? Um, but that, that's just football, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to win them. If you want to, if you want to get into the top four, you've got to, yeah. you've got to take it, take it. To the the, the issue market. is we're a real sort of Jekyll and Hyde team. Mm. There is literally no guessing what, what um, side is going to show up. Yeah. It's yeah. 
you know, you, you look at Brighton, Palace, and Southampton, you know, you're thinking potentially six, seven points. You lose all three. You know, Chelsea, Man United, you pick up six points. There's there's, there's no talent. Um, you know, it's it's exciting. You know, I guess from a neutral standpoint, it's it's uh, quite quite enjoyable. But as as you know, um, for for us, it's it's not so enjoyable at times. It's right? stressful. Right? We were talking about this on the podcast the other day. I mean, it's just like I don't know the emotional roller coaster that we're being put through. Um, you know, it, it's really really hard. I mean, it was funny because I was listening back to the Ask Cast there, and um, I think James. And Nicholas was saying he didn't get to watch the game. He only got to watch it back. And he said the experience when you watch it back, and you know you've won the game. He goes, you know, it's, it's so much more relaxing. You know, we actually weren't that bad. A lot of people were saying that, you know, we looked a bit nervy as a side. And I just think that's a lot of, you know, we talk about it all the time, like the feelings that you get from watching football, or even when you're watching it live. You know, you're so heavily and emotionally invested into, into the team for 90 minutes that you're absorbed by it. Um, and sometimes maybe our judgment's a little bit skewed, isn't it, by mm. how you feel watching it yourself. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's just always going to be that way for us. And like you said, yeah, Jacqueline and Hyde's a really good way to put it because, yeah, you, you just, you never know what you're going to get with us. You, you have an idea. Um, but, you know, those three losses on the bounce, no one saw that coming and nobody saw us winning the back-to-back games against Chelsea and United. So, yeah. as always, we know bugger all, mate. That's the only literally, I can see literally. It. It, it's, yeah, it's it's a lottery, right? I mean, there's no talent. There's no talent. I, I, and, you know, as always, I don't, I don't like to make predictions and I won't be making one again today. What I will say, I think it's, we are the sort of team who need to score first, right? We that's have to score yeah. first Sunday, and um, that's that's yeah. that's the main thing. If, if we if we go behind, I think it's a real test for, for our mentality. But yeah, come no. on, come on, coming off the back of you know two really big wins, you know, there's mm-hmm. got to be you know there's a good thing around the place, and I think you know if we we've got to got to hope for the best, right? Would you would you take a draw or do you think it's a must win? I think it's a must win. Uh, And again, that's just looking at the circumstances surrounding the game as well. Like we just touched upon them having a midweek game. I do just think we've got to start fast um, on Sunday. I think if we take the game to them, obviously they've got, is it Dawson? He's suspended because he got sent off uh, against Chelsea. So he's suspended for the game. So that's another plus for us, I believe. Um, And like you said, we, you know, we have found a little bit of form, you know, seven goals in the last couple of games. That's not a bad return, considering we had one in three before that. Um, so let, let, I just think the one thing is, it's you know, like we always say, you, as long as you put in the effort and you apply yourselves 100% uh, on the day, and you can see it, right? You, you know, we always talk about this, you know, I, I use my eyes before stats. Uh, it's a good way to judge things. Stats can back up your, your idea, ideology maybe at times. But I just think that, yeah, we've got to take it to them. Um have a fast start and then try, like you said, try and get that first goal because when we do get the first goal, we're much better than what we are than when we don't. Yeah. I mean, when, when we're, when we're not chasing the game, it gives us so many options as well. You know, it gives that, it gives that opportunity to be a bit creative at top. You know, you can sort of move uh, Martinelli around. You've got Lacazette, you've got NK, you know, when you're chasing the game, I guess really you want Lacazette, you know, he's not providing the goals, but he's probably the best of a bad bunch in terms of, you know, what he's, what you're going to get from a game. Um, yeah. No, I could agree with that. So with that in mind, obviously, look, you, you're coming on to talking about players and, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, possible. What are your thoughts on, you know, possible lineups? I mean, there's a few, few questions out there, I guess. And, you know, one of the obvious ones is we saw the, the return of Tomiyasu, hmm. which was great to see last, last weekend. Do you think he'd be brought back in to start? Difficult to say. Mm. There's always that gamble, right? You don't want to rush him back and risk another injury, um, especially when you know our fullbacks seem to be made of glass across the board. Um, uh, made of glass or just shit? We're not shit. Yeah. They're not great. <laughs> I mean, listen, he's a professional footballer. He gets paid to play football. Yeah, I, I think, and but also, you know, Mikel Arteta gets paid to make his decisions, and I don't. So, you know, from a fan's point of view, I'd love to see him. Um, I think should I just go for an eleven? I think we'll see. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, if you yeah, want to bosh out right. an eleven, mate. Yeah, we um, do that, don't we? Yeah, bosh it out. So big, big Dave Seaman and goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go. Going to go around Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go right back. Tommy Assi, Gabriel. Go for the start. Ga- okay, yeah, Gabriel and 
uh, Ben White. Mm-hmm. Left back Cedric. You're gonna go, yeah. You think he'll get moved yeah. over to the left, do you? Yeah, I think so. I think interesting. Um, like I, he's a safer option. Mm-hmm. Tavares is just a bit too unpredictable. Gets caught out of position, loses the ball. Chaotic, the isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just, just on Whereas, that point, though. Go on. Sorry to cut across you there, but I just think you know it's interesting that you've gone that, and I'm sure a number of other people will. But I think if we're bringing Tommy Arsu back. I think that makes our lives a lot easier having Nuno Tavares because I think the one thing that's become abundantly clear over the last few weeks is though, you know, if you look at Cedric and Nuno, they're very uh, similar in their approach. They both like to bomb on. And I think if you look back to when we had that solidity of Tierney uh, and Tommy Arce, Tommy Arce was the one who would drop or, or they, they, they balance quite well. Whoever pushed on one would sit in and tuck in because they're used to it and they can play that that kind of, of, a you know, as three. a back three. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you get more fluidity from it. And that's the only... I mean, Cedric at left-back didn't excite me at all when we saw it. Did we see it for a period last season? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think again towards the end of the season. But, I mean, look, it's... I've seen enough from Cedric where you think, look, we know, again, he's one of those players, we've got a couple of them, where we know what we're getting. Um, and yeah, I'd be happy with either or. I think there's just something about Nuno's just, if you can give him the license to, to bomb on and not worry about him too much defensively, then then it's not too bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult one. Mm. I think it's not the lesser of two evils. Obviously, <laughs> you know, Nuno Tavares has got, you know, he's, he's a lot younger. Mm-hmm. He's got his career ahead of him. And I guess in a way you could say, let's let's play him and invest in him and give him the time. Um, mm. Cedric, I think, sort of, I, I, I don't imagine he'll be there next season. He might be, I, I don't, but I, I can't see it. I think he, he'll, yeah. he may go. Um, mm-hmm. My issue with Cedric is, I guess, uh, it's what set pieces and going forward, like he gets in the right positions. He's got, I think, positionally going forward, he's really good and he makes the runs. Yeah, he does. Just, just, just as there's balls. I, mean, I remember against Chelsea, there was a few cutbacks. And they were screaming out for someone to get onto him, and he just sort of played them a bit too deep behind the the, the attack. He delayed the. You could yeah. see what he wanted to do, but he's just like hesitant to actually yeah. carry it through. And that's it's that final ball, isn't it? But yeah. then I guess you know, you know, as a defensive player, mm. you know, uh, defense the defense is a priority. So, but anyway, back to my eleven. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go regardless of all that. I think. Sound hypocrite now because, but I'm going to keep Cedric in there just because I think, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, this is your 11, buddy. Yeah, as much as I would love to see Tavares, I just think, yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's so hard, isn't it? I'm challenged, but I'm just going to say Cedric, um, yeah, left back and then holding midfielders, Xhaka, Mm -hmm. Alneni, um, Mm -hmm. just the experience, yeah, Um, no, agree. Um, and then just a word on Alneni. I find him the most frustrating player because when he when he's at it, he's really good, mm-hmm. like really like top level. Mm. And I just look back at his career and think like you've just not been at it enough. And it, it yeah. it's sort of like and it's the same with like Jacker. He's been really at it recently, and you know I've criticised Jacker before many a time. As of you, you know, and, and, it comes to, and it's it comes down to his his attitude, his behaviour on the pitch, making mm. stupid tackles, his. Mm just kind of going missing in games uh, and not being consistent. But, mm. you know, when he's at, when he's at the races, it's like, you want to I mean, how many times the you, wall. How many times you watched him play for Switzerland and you're like, fucking, where's that in Arsenal? Like he really puts, you know, he pulls on that Switzerland shirt, mate. He's like a different bloke. But I think we're starting to see that. Literally. We are starting we have, to see it. I think we have two like, midfielders oh, yeah. who just switch it on and off when, when, when as they please. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry, tracking yeah. again. Yeah. That's all right. That's what we're here to do, man. That's all we ever do is sidetrack. I think oh, Alneny's yeah. a he's a, he's barely played this season. Let's be honest. He's barely played. Um he's one of those a decent squad player. Um yeah. we I should have probably used it. him more, I think, actually. I think I think so. Yeah. There's been times where we've been quite free on the ground. Uh, I mean he was at AFCON, wasn't he? So yeah, but also I think you're right, you know, really a, a, a really solid point there. And that's we should have used him more. You could apply that to a few other areas of the pitch as well. I think. You know, Nuno had a good good start to the season, even with some mistakes in there. Let's be honest. I mean, the Liverpool one comes screaming back to me. But then after, well, you know, once we had our set eleven, we all knew it. We were even talking about it. You know, in in pre match points gone by, and you know the the post game podcast that we do as well. And it's like we know what's if everyone's fit, you know the starting eleven. It's not being tweaked. It was never being tweaked. And I thought 
that's a learning curve for Arteta. And that's the case if you need to utilize the squad that you have. Um, as much as things are going well for you, you need that backup and you need, yeah. you know, you, you, let's be honest, if, if Tierney would have got, you know, a little bit more, you know, a few more rests here and there, would he be injured now? Who knows, right? That's just, you know, pie in the sky stuff, to be honest with you. But yeah. you don't know. So who's going up yeah. top? Eventually, we'll get this 11 out. <laughs> ah, yeah. So we've got to talk about it along the way, buddy. Imagine, Jeez. imagine if like Sky Sports, um, like when they announced the lineup, they took this long. <laughs> no, that's different. If they're talking about it in, you know, before they actually just give out the lineup, very different. Uh, anyway, I'm anyway, I'm t- no, no, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying as well. Just, 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 uh, you know, terrible yeah. jokes. And then going, <laughs> going forwards, yeah, go uh, Odegaard in the number ten. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go Smithrow, Saka. He, mm-hmm. he he apparently trained today, and then I'm gonna go with Lacazette up front. Um, yeah, and I'll tell you why. I don't think he was that good against Man United. No, um, he, he does bring a lot more. He, listen, he's got pace and he can mm-hmm. finish. Lacazette can't finish, hasn't got pace, but you know, give him an hour. I think you get a lot more mm-hmm. out of him. Um, I think the mistake we often make with Lacazette is we give him a full hour. Don't get me wrong, he's you know, obviously he's he's you know played a key part in late goals, but mm-hmm. I think you're gonna get, you know, if you want the best out of him, an hour. Um because mm-hmm. he, he just he just looks fried, right? Um, yeah, I have to now. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, cooked. He yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then and then on the bench, you know, you, it, it gives you options. You've got you got Martinelli. You're going to bring Martinelli on. You've got um, Eddie K. You've got Pepe. I mean, you know, you haven't got a wealth of options, but you've got no. a few options. I mean, like the yeah, fact that we've careful. got three potential players you can bring on there. You know, you look at the the lineups we've had this season. You you look at the bench and you like you've got these random ass names. Mm. Yeah, we've had some absolute actual randomers this season, haven't we? But I think you're right. We would have a core, you know, you'd have Rob Holding. Even if you go with your lineup, you'd have Nuno. And then obviously, yeah, you know, the three prominent subs, you have there, Martinelli, Pepe and and then Ketchy. They're not bad options. It's funny you talk about Lacazette and obviously giving him the hour. And I seem to have, I think a lot of us have probably seemed to have got how he managed to get back into the squad. Um, And he was actually, he's not bad off the bench. There was periods towards the end of last season he he come on and changed the game just with that work ethic. But that seems to have, I mean, look, we all know, know and love how much he gets stuck in. That seems to have gone off a little bit. But I think you're right, you know, and Ketia, it could really, you know, that's flip of a coin, isn't it, as to who might start. I think Arteta will probably go with what's working right now. That's historically what he likes to do. Uh, but it'd be nice to see him, yeah, maybe throw in something different. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see who he goes with. I've got a feeling it will be in Katia. Uh, yeah. But like you said, he wasn't great against United, but I think that was kind of the in we knew anyway. It's just, I think, we, as always, we get a bit excited, then we he scored two goals away at Stamford Bridge and you know, it's he had a good game. It's like when Pepe comes on and puts in a good half an hour. Mm. You know, it's not for the want of, you know, we don't want these players not to succeed, right? We want the best for them. Absolutely. But it's just sort of like, you know, where's the ceiling? And like, how long yeah. do you sort of persist with these sort of players? Um, as for your eleven, what what would you change? Or you know, what what do you? I mean, I, I'm 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 going with the lineup I'd like to see. Yeah, Not no, absolutely. Yeah, well, a bit of both actually. What yeah, would, it's a bit of column A. Bit you go with that, in it? Pretty much, yeah. I think you know, as we were just kind of going through it with you, and that was the fact that I th- I think I'd stick with Nuno, um, just because he. I don't know. I just think that, it, it, and again, it all depends on if Tommy Arsu starts. If I'm honest with you. Do you know what I mean? I think if, if Tommy Asu starts, I think we'll see Nuno. Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, to be honest with you, if Tommy Asu doesn't start, we'll probably still see Nuno. Because um, I'm just seeing, yeah, um, Cedric at left back for me is just, it's awkward. I don't like seeing right footers at you know left back and, and left footers at right back. It just always seems a bit awkward, a bit, um, yeah, a bit clunky or something like that. Just, you know, they don't look overly comfortable. So I think that would be my only difference there. It just comes down to whether Tommy Arsu is going to be given a start. I'd like to think he will be, though. I mean, if you're not on the bench if you're not fit, I think, in the modern game. Um, and again, he's been out for so long, we wouldn't have been risking him against United. Um, you know, even if it wasn't too long, he's only like 10, 10, 15 minutes tops, I think he got. Um, so yeah, the back four would be pretty much the same. It just comes down to who, who's going who's gonna to be fit enough to start. But I would personally... If, you know, love to see Tommy at right back, Nuno at left back, obviously Ben White, Gabriel in the centre, and then midfield the exact exact same as you. I don't think we should be changing it because um, we're past that point now, aren't we? In the season where you know I love 
you know, we look back at conversations gone past and I think that I prefer to invest in players that are going to be at the club long-term, but I think everything's, we're at the business end of the season here. Let's just maximise what we actually have on the table at the minute. We need to win the games and look, and then he hasn't really put a foot wrong, has he, since he's come in two big games, we've got two results. Uh, You know, he's looked pretty decent next to, um, next to Xhaka. So yeah, go with that. Odegaard in the 10, obviously. Um, And then, yeah, I think, I think Nketiah will start up top. But like, like I said, it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't be too dissatisfied if it's him or, or Lacazette, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I mean, maybe because it's an away game, maybe we might see Martinelli ahead of Smith-Rowe. But again, I think, uh, again, it's another one where you're not too too unhappy which one you get there at the minute. Like, you wouldn't be yeah, disappointed it, if Smith-Rowe it, doesn't start and Martinelli does, you know? Yeah, either one is a strong option off the bench, right? No, absolutely. Um, but Smith Road definitely coming back a little bit, and he he looked a bit more on it the last few weeks. Wasn't over massively again from memory. He wasn't massively involved in the in the Man United game, from what I can remember. No, no, it was yeah, a scrappy game, game, there wasn't it? Oh, it's madness! It was a mad game. To you know, as was the Chelsea game. But look, you chose a great game to come over there for. No, it really was, mate. Yeah, it really was best game obviously of the season for me. And uh, you know, Brentford was good. Um, Brighton was not <laughs> yeah. and hopefully Everton will be even better on the last day yeah no absolutely yeah I'm looking forward to that you know hopefully it's a lovely sunny day and the season I'm buzzing get for, yeah I'm buzzing for the last day of the season hopefully there's something to play for or we've yeah. all secure all top four secure it'd be great um, yeah no really would I'd, I'd, I'd even love it even more if we got to see an unhappy Frank Lampard at the end of it as well that would just be like the cherry on top of the cake wouldn't it yeah Get Champions League and then Everton go down and watch. Sorry, yeah. fucking Frank Lampard. Very possible. Very possible. I I seriously think Everton are gonna gonna go down. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. do. Me too. Me Which would be mad. But I'm anyway, still like, angry that they beat us on that Monday night. I trekked all the way, I trekked all the way up to Liverpool for that. That was mm. a long car journey home. Even though I found yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it'd be lovely to get payback for that. Yeah, yeah, it would be lovely to get payback for that. That's for sure. But let's just have a look back at some of the previous notable games against West Ham. Um, obviously, we had that crazy game, wasn't it? When we were three down um, at half time. Was that last season? Actually, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, that was last season. Odegaard yeah. had a blinder. One of the, probably the yeah. best games in an Arsenal shirt. Um, mm. Was it Carl, not Cole Jenkinson? It was uh, Callum Chambers. Chambers. He was playing yeah. right back. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Um, yeah, because we were. We, we conceded really early in that game. We had an absolutely shambolic first half, yeah. Yeah. And then I think we had a goal disallowed as well at 3 yeah. 0. Um, mm. Yeah, that was a bit of a crazy one. We've had, we have had some crazy ones in the past. Remember, there was like a few years ago, there was the, the free all, like 2016. I think we were in the mm. gold shirt. I think it might have been the last season at Upton Park, maybe. We were, we were 2 0 up. And then they take, then they got back when Andy Carroll was playing and it went 3 yes. 2. And then yeah, we got back. And then we got back to get free all. Mm. Um, and there's obviously that that one in like the the O two O three season between mm. the, the double invincibles where we were two 0 down. There's that mm. famous picture of Henri. You know he scores an absolute absolute screamer, mate. Thunderbolt. Yeah, um, we'll come on to that in a bit. I'm sure when yeah. we go through some of the goals that we scored against them. But yeah, we have seemed to you know when you look back at it, there has been some really good games um, against West Ham over the years, and rightly so. I mean, look, we've both been in the. Actually, I was going to say we've both been in the Premier League, but they went, they went. I always forget they went down for a bit. They went down for a long time. I, I, not not so much of a nice fact, but I think they were one of the last teams to beat us at Highbury. Were they? And yeah. they were, and they were the first team to win at the Emirates. Actually, yeah. I think it that is three two. I remember. I think like Bobby Zamora. Hmm. Yeah, Bobby Zamora scored the goal that day when he ripped us yeah, apart. They beat us one 0 Yeah, they were the first yeah. Premier League team to win at the Emirates. Bastards. They are a bit of a bogey team. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it does feel like it's one of those games we could just go fucking could go mental we could, we'll batter them or but you know what they say West Ham are massive West Ham are massive or aren't massive are massive they're not massive they're not arse. they're not gargantuan like the Goonies no absolutely not but there's been some uh, some good goals obviously like remember Sanchez having a bit of a field day one, you know, it's probably in the, the the latter stages of his brief Arsenal career where he sat the keeper down and did a lovely little dink over him. That was great. A little step over, I think it was. Um, but also, if you look back, when we had um, the re-release bruised banana kick and 
you know, it was a lovely 3-1. I think oh, Freddie Imberg was manager. Yeah, enough. he was. Yeah, yeah. And Martinelli that... scored his first goal for Arsenal yeah. in that game. Remember Pepe scored a really nice goal in that game as well. Yeah, lovely curler. And then Aubameyang kind of not won in as well. To, to Annoyingly, three points. I, I could have gone to that game and I passed up a ticket. Um, I mean, we were shite at the time, so uh, yeah. I don't blame you. Well, I passed up a ticket for Chelsea away last week as well. <laughs> we won 4-2. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's just one of those though, isn't it? I mean, you know. And I is. passed up one for Man United and I said, no, I'm not going to go. Because I did get off for one. Charm did have a ticket available and I said, no, mate. I did have plans to be fair, so I couldn't have gone. Yeah, yeah, you had plans. You, you can't. You do get a bit of FOMO when you're like, you know, every every Arsenal legend was there and you're like, oh, but Hey, that's the way it goes sometimes. That's football for you, mate. I mean, sometimes, like, you know, you, yeah. you fly over for a weekend and then you watch us lose. That's fucking terrible when that yeah. happens. Or you go, or you go, nil, nil, you go all the way down to Brighton. <laughs> yeah, and spend the day running around Lewis. Fucking, yeah, brilliant. Great, great crack that was. Uh, great the less we say about that, we, I know we bring it up quite often, but Jesus Christ, list is honestly, it was just one of those, you know, running around. Day wetter than an otter's pocket it was like running around in streams down the fucking road on it oh it's just ridiculous to be honest with you but look so just you touched upon an absolute screamer from Thierry Henry um and as we said we, we I actually had a little look back at some of the goals we scored uh, against West, West Ham over the years there has been some absolute belters so you know I'll throw it over to you first and foremost you also touched on another one there and that's you know Pepe's lovely curling effort Thierry Henry's Absolute screamer. Is there any others that kind of spring to mind for you? God, I'm racking. I'm really racking my brain here. I can't think of mm. any that come to mind. Um, the that that one in 0203 particularly stands out just because of we were we were uh, trading in that game. It's there are some extended highlights actually of that game on YouTube, and it's really good. It's really a game like where, like it was like proper like two teams just going at each other. Ding dong football is we yeah used to call literally end to end. It was quality. Um, mm. Trying to think of some more, but nothing really springs to mind. There's one like, you, always... like you said, they did. They have they sort of those periods that was they would they were down the championship and they would come back up. Mm. So they weren't always in the Premier League, were they? No, they weren't. I actually have no idea how long they were down for. I don't think it was too long. Maybe two, two or three seasons tops. But I always remember Sani Cazorla banging one in from distance into the top bins, which yeah. is a really good goal in that that yellow and maroon sort of kit that we had. Um. Obviously, Mart- Martinelli's first goal was, you know, that's quite, quite, no, it was a good finish as well. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I mean, th- th- those are some of the, you know, I, you can't help but whenever I think of West Ham away, and it is probably one of my favourite Thierry Henry goals, actually, um, that screamer against West Ham. It's just the, you know, the turn and the way it bounces and just, you know, watching David James, you know, dive pointlessly uh, to try and stop that. It was past him before he even fucking realised it. Mm. And it's just, it just epitomised Thierry Henry at the time, you know, just you know, skill, power, and then just that, you know, aggressive celebration afterwards, you know. Um, sometimes you miss that, don't you, at Arsenal? It's just players like him would literally pick you up off the floor. Um, you could see it rub off on the, the rest of the team, when, you know, when you see how pissed, you know, not pissed off, but how aggressive he could be after... You know, after scoring a goal every now and again in, in those kind of moments, and that, that would lift the whole team around you. Yeah, for sure. It was it was um you know a crazy time back then. Um and I think as well, like the the kind of the, the, we we sort of really captured that passion again there with the current set of players. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at that 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 sort of team for that period, there was a real togetherness. And um it's not a given, right? Not a given no. at all, you know how many, how many, you know we talked about it before, like kind of periods of of Arsenal where you feel almost quite alienated with the squad and 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 you know where the where the team was going, whereas yeah, now definitely. there's that you sort of really buy into it, right? And you and then you buy into that they actually care and it's not just a, a pay packet, you know, yeah. and it means to an end, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. We did feel like a bit of a cosy club, didn't we, at times? Um, and. and- not only that, we were fucking rudderless uh, at the same time, uh, which wasn't a fantastic combination. And I just think it's funny because, you know, I don't remember, you know, very clearly the early 90s, but, you know, the the similarities between like now and how we kind of were under George Graham in the, in the early 90s or kind of early Wenger period where it was just like, you know, we had to clear out some of the older players and then we had to kind of rebuild and start again. And then, you know, George Graham, he had a lot of youth team players and, you know, brought in players from, lesser teams which didn't really 
you know, have a name or a reputation to go with him. He just knew what he wanted in a player. Um, and he, he didn't really care what people thought. He brought them in because he knew what he wanted to do, you know, in the grand scheme of things, in the bigger picture. And I think that's kind of similarly where we're at with, with Arteta. He's got a lovely core of youth that's come through mm-hmm. Arsenal. You know what Arsenal are and knows what they mean. They know the history. Yeah, they've also got that. We've got that. Not that it's necessarily, you know, needed in, in a squad, but we've got that core Englishness back again. Bit of grit, bit more fight. Thought we yeah. lost that for a little bit. And again, look, you, you know, you look back to some of the invincibles, not many were English. You know, you had Sol Campbell, Ray Parner. That was about it, really. Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. Yeah, there was a couple in there. Francis Jeffers. Don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't count Francis Jeffers. No, fucking Jesus Christ. But yeah. Or David Bentley. David Bentley. I always just remember that chip Big he Dave. scored. He lived off that chip, didn't he? And then he, I, to be honest, as much as I hated to see it, that goal he scored for Spurs against us. Oh. Fucking jeez. That was a crazy goal. All right. Moving on. Yeah, moving on swiftly. Moving on swiftly. But look, is there anything else you wanted to kind of bring up about West Ham? Anything else that springs no. to mind before we move on to the next part of the show? No, we can move on. Actually, Let's one thing. On. Did you ever we'll go, go to it. the bowling ground? Or yes. I never yeah, I went a couple of times, a long time ago. Nice. Um, I'm talking Probably. late 90s or even okay. actually sorry mid 90s I would have gone um, nice. I regret get, not going back in like yeah. when, I, when, I, when I had chances it was one of those old school grounds mate yeah, the new no, ground classic. is horrendous yeah I haven't been it's there just, uh, it looks I've not been you look at how far the upper tier is on the pitch miles away. so far away and then yeah. like around the the kind of the between the upper tier and the middle t- and the There's lower a big tier. gap in there. Yeah, huge gap. It's like a five-a-side football pitch gap. And then you've got a running track. You were literally like I've seen vlogs on like um on YouTube of people like in the stands and the upper tiers, and you are so far. It is obscene. Um, yeah. Well, it could obviously I know that those yeah, no, it's a fucking valid point, man. I think everybody goes there. It's, Kind of it's alongside St. James's Parkaway ends at this stage, isn't it? Because that's a fucking joke as well, let's be honest. But that gap, obviously, is really noticeable. But also, they've got, they're like, they're not, are they sort of temporary stands down the bottom? Not to cover sure, the, mate. I'm not sure either. Maybe. But think, like, it's such a soulless bowl. It's, it's a horrible stadium. It's, it's yeah. Horrible. I mean, I, I would like to think at some point they'll look at changing that and just making it a bit close to the pitch. And I don't know, they, they could do something, that's for sure. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when you're charging the sort of money that you get charged to watch a you know, Premier League game these days, you know, if some, you know, there are some grounds you go to, you know, fuck, I'd be better off watching this on TV for fuck's sake. Can't no, see anything. Literally. No, literally. But no, that's a very fair point. So, yeah, moving on then. As we do um, on the pre-match point, we have a little look back at, uh, at on this day uh, fixture. Slightly different take to the usual um, podcast that we do. We don't just go through the start and 11. Um, I will challenge Steve, though, because he does love this part. He does love guessing 11s and all that sort of stuff. Usually loves to give me shit for it. but uh, I never. Like to... that, that never. False. No, never. Never. False never. accusations. <laughs> false accusations, my fucking ass. I will ass. sue for, for defamation. Ah, oh, behave yourself. But anyway, on this day, it's taken us back to 2008, Steve. A period of strangeness for the Arsenal. We weren't long in the Emirates, I believe, at this stage. Might have even been our first season in the Emirates. This might have been the 07-08. It would have been the 07-08 season. So yeah, our first Wombie season. was still there. Still at the club, I believe, yeah. So we defeated the mighty Derby County by six goals to two. Six to two. 6-2, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, we had a, a, an Adebayor hat-trick, I believe, a Theo Walcott goal. This was Nicky. when Derby, like, didn't they record the lowest tally ever in the Premier League season? Are they the record holders for that? I think so. It's they, really we, piss poor, I, isn't I it? I think they got about nine points or something. Oh, my God. That can't be nine points. Three... <laughs> Three, you're basically telling me that they got three wins. No, I think they got. I think let's let's have a look. Actually, Premier League table two thousand and seven eight, right? Or six seven? No, yeah, seven eight. Um, I'm just looking as well. Let's go. Yeah, Premier uh, League. They got okay, a bit more than I thought. Yeah, couple more. It was eleven. Eleven points. They where they won one game. They drew eight, lost twenty nine. Oh my god. That is, um, and we thought we thought Norwich were fucking pointless. Jesus, goals for twenty, wow. goals against eighty nine, giving him a goal wow. difference of minus sixty nine. We wow, 
That's so bad, isn't it? When you that's think about terrible. it, terrible. Absolutely. Or imagine going to support Derby that season. Yeah. This this, this was the season that we should have won the league as well. We, yes. We 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 were we were top of the league for large periods of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we finished third in eighty three. Man United finished top on. Is this the, is this the season where Eduardo? Went on? Yeah, couldn't have been this long is, after this then. This is four point four. Or was points it before this? Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't a lot. When I had a little look, it did say that it kept our championship hopes. This is the season Henri alike. left because Henri's last season was oh six oh seven. This was the Adebayor, Eduardo, Ram mm. Percy era. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our second season in the Emirates then. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, oh, but am I guessing Christ. the 11? Well, look, we may as well. I mean, like All I right. said, you, you love to do it. So, yeah, All go right. on. And who, who was in golf with that day? I'm going to go Almunia. Thank Christ it wasn't. He was on the bench. Was, so... it, like, was it Jens, was it? Was Jens still holding down no, the position? He, at... he only had one season, didn't he? And that was first season at the Emirates. He left after that. It was Almunia then? No. He, no. He's, nah. So he's, he's, he's playing against this this weekend. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, Fabianski. Yeah, yeah, Fabianski was in golf. Fabianski, God, yeah. Uh, I remember that period we had like Fabianski, Vito Minoni. We're so, we were so, mm. keep, so, so neat. To be fair, he, he was all right. It wasn't great. Um, going to go centre backs, Gallas and Torre. Solid. Yeah, absolutely uh, solid. Clichy and Sanya. Cliche is right. Sanya is not. Is it too early for Sanya? I'm not sure. Yeah, he might have joined us around this sort of time. Might have been that summer, actually. I'm not actually 100% sure, but it wasn't. La- Lauren was gone by then. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Mm. He's come up in conversations quite a lot with Arsenal fans recently, and there's a reason why. Because we've seen some similar performances of his ilk. It wasn't Andrew Santos? No, no, no. <laughs> That's way too no. early. That's about four years too early. He came in like 20 yeah. didn't he? Um, <laughs> it wasn't too early for Carl Jenkinson. Um, not him. I don't know. I'm going to kick Abue. myself. Yeah, Emmanuel Abue. Oh, right of course. Back. Of course he was right. Yeah, that was a... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, midfield, Fabregas, Gilberto, yeah. Cleb, nope. Riziki. No, none. Yeah, really? Fabregas, and that's it. Really? That was. Yeah, that is it. Denilson. Yes, good shout. So Fabregas, Denilson. So no Riziki, no Kleb. Mm-hmm. Um, More of a four-three-three sort of vibe going on here. I feel. Okay, so Fabregas, um, Denilson. Yeah, Adebayor, Van Persie. Um, Eduardo. So just and I've missed Adab- one. Adeboyle was a substitute this day. He came okay. on to score a hat trick. So Van Percy did Percy. start. Yeah. D- did I get Eduardo? No, he wasn't in the squad this Gross. day. So this is might have been the season he was injured. Then Could this well have is been. really testing me. This is. Um, so I've got a listen to my thinking. Christ, it's not that hard. It um, is hard though. This is a tricky. It's a weird lineup. Diara wasn't there, was he? Lasagna, no. Dier, no. He's not, uh, he's not in it, no. Uh, Aladier? No. Baptista? No, that was the year no. before, wasn't it? We need two more. I, I just say there are two more. One's a striker stroke winger. So that should help. Big promise. It's too early for Nasri. Uh, and the other one is just a, you know, an Framarida, was it? No, absolutely not. You're thinking, we're thinking English here. Young, lots of potential. Never really quite hit those levels for us after many years with the club. Was it Walcott? The Walcott Completely yeah. forgot about Walcott. How <laughs> okay, who's the other one? Let's give me the other one. Oh, really? You want... There's two more. We're still missing two players here. You're missing a midfielder uh, and another oh, just give out- it me, outlandish I striker. I don't want... Oh, Bentner. Absolutely, yeah. Nicholas Bentner. <laughs> yeah, I love, that. Yeah, I love how outlandish went. Yeah, Nicholas Bentner. Who's so the other one? Just give, me, just give me the other one. Alex Song. Oh, of course. He was, was really very, young then. He was. He was awful when he first first started yeah. playing for us. He actually turned into a good player. Then he ruined his career. He did, but at least he was honest he, about it. You seen that video where 
he thinks Messi's going to hand him like the trophy. Oh my god! Forward. Yeah, in front of Abadali, just come back from yeah cancer treatment or something. Yeah, yeah that, I mean it's funny, but not funny at the same time, right? No. It's cringe, utter yeah. cringe. No. Yeah, what crazy, uh, crazy uh, lineup that is. Subs not used that day. Obviously, everyone's favourite goalkeeper, Manuel Almunia, and uh, Philip Sendros. God, as if that young like, fair play to Wenger. If it's the same season, is this oh six seven or 07, 08? Well, it must be 0708 because if we're looking yeah. at, you know, this is a, on this yeah, day. Yeah, came for year, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair play to Wenger for, you know, with such a young team. Did He works, mm. he works some absolute wonders. Um, yeah, around that time we had, you know, that was sort of when, because there was a lot of talk around then that that young side was fantastic. And it, it was, mate. It was really good. Mm. Eduardo, when you look back on him, was some finisher. Mm. Great striker. I mean, let's be honest, if you could plonk him into our starting lineup right now, I think he'd be absolutely superb yeah. um, with the way Real he finishes. Real shame. We have, so, but, so, we have him, we had Diaby, Rim Rendry. And then, because I remember the last, the following season, no, I think it was, we had one more season. We've had what we've had Boyor mm. and Torre. And then they, then they went after City. Yeah, this is when it started. Yeah, yeah we, we started to get picked apart around this time. And um, mm. this is when the Emirates era really started to turn for us a little bit, unfortunately. You know, Fabregas left. Um, he left a couple of years later, though. He had at least, he had three more years. Yeah, but he didn't have a lot around him, did he? No, he <laughs> didn't have a lot The Adebayor thing, you can't help but look back on. As much as he was a bit of a toss pot, right, for doing that celebration, bit OTT, um, just don't do that really, mate. Mm. But for that that season for us, I mean, I think, was this the season where he, I always remember those, that, uh, Jesus, get the words out, away yeah. when at Tottenham, yeah, when he did, Fabregas scored a rocket, but I thought Adebayor's goal that day, fuck me. He was quiet. He was. He was. But the club sold him though, if you remember. Like he, I think he, he came out and said he didn't, he never wanted to leave. The club sold him. So, just, you know, I think, but it was all sort of very, it was, I think it would be a lot different if it, these things sort of happened these days with social mm. media like it is and oh, yeah. players and he, having access to sort of kind of speak out a lot more. Whereas back, back then, I think it was always like we, we were very fast to attack the players. But, you know, the same with Van Persie, I, I think he wanted, as much as I dislike him for going to Man United, I think. He wanted the club to invest, and they said, well, "No, we're not. We're not planning." Yeah, yeah on it. I can. And yeah. See you later. And the same with I could always, I think that... So I was just going to say, I could always understand the Van Persie one as much as it pissed me off. From a, you know, he'd been at us for a long time. We just weren't competing, mate. And that must have been, you know, when you're banging in thirty goals a season and then picking up, you know, fourth spot. That must be fairly. I mean, look, let's just go and ask Harry Kane. Actually, what's that like? You know. He's got a lot of experience in scoring goals and winning fuck all. But um, <laughs> no, also there was uh, there was infamously Adebayor and Nicholas Bent that did not get on, did they? There's a lot of spats between them two. There's even, I think there's a video of them even having a a, a row on the pitch that season. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember what game it was. Torre and Gallas didn't, go, didn't get on either. Oh, just uh, and I, I read an interview with Riziki and he blamed, I think he blamed Gallas for the uh, the derailment of the title that season because he said that really, really affected the team because I think after that Fabregas was made captain because Gallas was a captain issue if you remember at that time yeah, I do mate uh, had, I think had Fabregas been a captain then maybe you know it wouldn't have happened but there's some mad decisions that you look back yeah. at how, how did he get the captain's armband yeah. and the number it's, 10 it's, shirt it's what great to sort of depict it and kind of pull it apart and I think you know, we'll be having these sort of similar conversations in years to come about, like kind of now, and we'll be looking back on the Aubameyang saga and with a sort mm. of kind of more of a fresh, open-minded. Um, you know, Hopefully, it's when we're back in the Champions League yeah. and we, you know we're getting to semi-finals. Go, how, the, how the fuck did we live through that? You know, remember when we lost seven games in a row under Arteta? Right. And how shit that was. Literally. Yeah, that's football, though, and it? it's ups and downs, swings and roundabouts. Ups and downs. It's ups and downs. And there we go. Downs. So that's on this day. Bit of a bit of an unusual one. I thought I'd give you a little challenge. Instead of, you know, we only did an invincible team the other day. Some random players in there. Mm. But I'm going to move on to one of your kind of favourite pieces, the pre-match pint. I know you really enjoy this. Um, and that's the player profile that we like to do. Obviously, it was on me this week to pick a player. Um, you know, we've done a couple of legends prior to this. You know, you picked Gilberto because you're a big fan. But I thought, you know what? I'll pick someone that, Everybody loves, and I know you really love him as well. And he's an absolute legend at the club, isn't he? And that's Freddie Umberg. Yep. Who's that then? Who's, who's that man? 
I don't know, some some Swedish lad. But real quickly then, before we dive into it, we signed him for three million pounds uh, wow. back in 1998 from Halmstad, and this was the kind of peak Wenger era where you know we'd be picking up players for peanuts and then just turning them into absolute world beaters. To be perfectly honest with you, and he he really epitomised that sort of period of time. Um, he made 327 appearances, scoring 72 goals, 37 assists, and along the way, won two Premier League titles, three FA Cups, and one Community Shield. I mean, that's quite the return um, mm. from from a really really good player. But just throwing it over to you straight away, I mean, I mean, I'm sure many of us from from that era who remember will have multiple memories of Freddie Umberg and what he did. But what, what jumps out for you, first and foremost, what are the kind of peak Freddie Jungberg moments and memories which spring to mind? Well, first of all, we got to talk about the hair, right? Absolutely. You know, the, 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 it's just symbolic with, with Freddie Jungberg. Um, mm. But he's just like, I don't know, like growing up watching Arsenal, he was sort of one of the people that got me into foot, like into Arsenal and why I love the football club. Um, mm. and he's that sort of kind of punk rock style footballer, yeah. uh, real workhorse, you know, not your, not, a, you know, he wasn't necessarily a pretty boy, you know, he just sort of was very, I don't know, just quite, just quite edgy. Was like mad how you edgy. say, mad how you say he wasn't a pretty boy. Well, though, he was a yet. pretty boy. He the was Count of inclined boxers yeah, adverts kind of. <laughs> but he was like on the pitch, you know, he was always very much kind of getting stuck in, no mm-hmm. nonsense. Um, mm. I think highly underrated. You know, I think any Arsenal fan will tell you how much I love Freddie Lundberg, but I think, you know, from an outside perspective, if you weren't an Arsenal fan, I think you'd be like, oh, you know, when you talk about the Invincible, you talk about the Vieiras, the Henri's, but probably Lundberg probably gets forgotten about. But I think he was a credible footballer. Um, yeah, he really was. Played a really important part in that double in, in 0-2, and then the Invincibles scored some cracking goals. He um, really, big, big goals start, as well. Yeah, like he loved the goal, in the F- loved an FA Cup goal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he really did. Here's a quick question for you, though. Who did he score his first goal against? No, oh, I couldn't tell you that. Man United. Man United. Left the goal against Man 99. United. 99. Yeah, he lobbed one over Schmeichel. I think he came off the yeah. bench and then lobbed one over Schmeichel. And his last goal was against? This was a more, bit more tricky, if you can't get that one. This, his last season was the first season at the Emirates, if I remember rightly. Oh, yeah. Six, oh, seven. Because he played one season, then he went to West Ham. Um, I can't. Remember, I don't know who it was against. Bolton. Bolton. Yeah, yeah he was. He was getting on with he when like it was that period yeah, was. where the Invincibles were sort of all just. It was very. It was probably too fast. We disbanded it very quick. Um, yeah, but he's one of those sort of players. When you think about it, like. He was such, you know, high energy, wasn't he? He was such, a, like you said, he was a workhorse, mate. And that was one of the things we all loved him for is he had the technical ability, but, you know, he, remember, he, got, he got stuck in. I remember he had like a big, he had quite a, a big injury. Wasn't he sidelined for quite a period of time? I think he had a knee injury or something, possibly yeah. a knee injury or something like that. But mid 2000s. Yeah, he was just. Maybe I'm thinking about Perez. I swear he was out for a while, though. I mean, he could have been. Because Parley used to come a lot. You know, I think we forget about how often people yeah. think about Lundberg and Pirates, but Parley used to play a hell of a lot as well. Yeah, he did. He was so consistent for us back then as well. But yeah, I think age really caught up with Freddie, didn't it? Because yeah, like you said, he was a workhorse, high energy, and I just think you can only sustain that for so long. Um, you know, it's kind of not similar players, but you know, Sanchez was all about that. He was caught up with him quicker than it does most. Um, yeah. There's only so long you can you can play high level football at that sort of tempo. Um, As you found last night. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> I'm not doing box to box anymore. You've got mate. more hair. You've got more hair than Freddie, though. So. Yeah, I know. But you know, actually, because it's funny because I was watching back the speaking of his hair. I remember when he joined quite early. Obviously, he had the wild sort of hair going on, and then he actually shaved. He actually shaved it when he, you know, when he'd not long been at the club, and it was kind of purple or something. It was yeah, mad. It, yeah, that O2 O3 That was period. weird. Yeah, but then he like, brought back the, the crazy hair with the red streak, which, let's be honest, mate. I mean, I remember going to both those cut finals at Cardiff. I mean, fuck me, man. I reckon about 50%, 60% of the fan base were walking around Cardiff, mate, with red streaks in their hair. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen a hairstyle, you know, other than David Beckham seeing everyone with highlights, but seeing so many people with a red streak. I- iconic, mate, isn't it? It's it really, really iconic. 
It really was. Um, you know, it was obviously one of my favourite memories for, you know, for him and a game that I was at was that cut final goal against Chelsea. I was at the one before. He also mm. scored in that one where, you know, we did lose. So it's not so fond in the in the old memory bank. But, you know, that goal against Chelsea was just Unbelievable. fucking so good, wasn't it? I mean, the balance, you know, again, the that tenacious sort of nature he had to stay on his feet, ride a couple of tackles and then just, it's like the slowest curler into the far corner you'll ever see. No, it's cracking. Both, I mean, brilliant. both those goals that day were just off the scale, though, weren't they? Weren't they? Yeah, they really were. Only Ray Parler. What a belter that was, to be mm. honest with you. There's a, when I was looking back at some of the other goals, I mean, one of my favourite photos from that kind of early noughties period is is the uh, when he scored away at Anfield. In the, when we are in the goal kit, we were down to 10 men, I think. I love that. And we were, that love photo that, where he's running Long towards sleeve. the away end. Yeah. yeah. And he's, you can see that, you know, the passion in his face. You know, Pires has done a lovely little jink down the left-hand side and he's just slotted it in the near post. 10 men. I don't know, it's just... Yeah. Could be mm-hmm. Bron- Broncos got sent off that day. Yeah, he did. Um, but that, you know, I don't know, that, that image for me just always sticks in my head. It's one of my favourite yeah. celebration images of any player, to be perfectly honest. I don't know why. Um, I think it's just... I've actually you know, got... Lemurg on that shit, am I? My yeah, gold, you do. my gold uh, Sega. There you go, mate. That's exact the exact season I'm talking about as well. And there's there was another goal which sprung to mind, and it's more because I, I associate it, funnily enough, more to Dennis Bergkamp than I do Freddie Inberg, even though Freddie Inberg scored the goal. But it was in the Champions League, and you know you get a lot of younger fans who, unfortunately, I guess this is kind of what it's like when you know my old man talks to me about players, you know, from the 70s and early 80s. I just don't have a notion about, but. You know, we're at that period of time now. There's a lot of Arsenal fans who know who Dennis Bergkamp is, but they don't necessarily have ever, you know, they weren't old enough to remember him or have watched the game. And I always think, you know, if you had to show a video, you know, to to epitomise what Dennis Bergkamp was about, there's an assist again, is in against Juventus. Juventus where, 4-1. Yeah, yeah, the footwork and the little flick through to Freddie Umberg, mate. That for me, that was Bergkamp, mate. Just like... Unbelievable control, but yeah, yeah, another fantastic finish. Mm. But Jesus Christ, the, the build up and the yeah, he scored a really nice assist. goal against Man United, you know, in the in the O one O two double. You know, and Barthez famously, yes, not, similar finish actually to that yeah. Juve goal. It's kind of like a yeah. weird half lob. I mean, I know Barthez was small, but it was a really strange lob. We all remember Barthez having an absolute shit show that day, all to mm. our immense amazement and bemusement, um, which was great. But um, is there any other sort of goals which is springing to mind for you? I mean, that's the ones I've picked out. If I'm honest, they're the, the most iconic ones. But for me, is there anything that's just popping into mind? Not necessarily. I think you've covered most of the, you know, the, the FA Cup one and the, mm. the Juventus one knew straight away when you went Dennis Bergkamp. I was like, yeah, that's Juventus. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, I think we all, you know, if we look back to Freddie Umberg, and, you know, you were talking about Invincibles, but I think his most... Impressive season was the, that that double back in what was it oh one oh one oh one zero zero oh one because he went on a hell of a run towards the end of the season scoring really big goals in tight games and him and Burkamp were just synced they were telepathic yeah. um, and I remember there was a few goals against one at West Ham home where we just couldn't break them down and there was another game away at Bolton um, the two 0 yeah, yeah Burkham yeah. fed him for both. Uh, but yeah. he he was really impressive. Obviously, the uh we won the league at Old Trafford as well. Played, you know, it was his parry shot that Will Tool was. scored. Um, I, it's, isn't it mad though that even though I love that, I still wish he scored the goal. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah. you still when I think of that goal, I actually always I mean obviously you think of Wilter, but I always think of Lundberg as well. Uh, and let's not forget as well, Perez, you know, who who had a great season. Picked up, you know, a serious injury that ruled him out, and you know, Lundberg really stepped up, and um, you know, was an integral part to, for 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 the team really to was. to go on to win the league. So yeah, I think I'll ask you one final thing then on Freddie Umberg before we leave on to the final part of the show. Legend. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, no, legend. I, uh, legend. It's not. It's not a question. Yeah, legend, I mean, he's an absolute legend. Absolute. Yeah, because uh, we all forget as well, like. He had that small stint as a manager. Yeah. I was so, at his first game, actually, as manager at Norwich. Mm. When we, we drew in it. We drew 2 all. When Bamian, mm. we scored that penalty. Nice. Um, was it 2 all? Yeah, I think it was 2 all. 
I think that was his first game in charge. And he was only in charge for a few games, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he wasn't. Well, it wasn't long. Southampton away a few weeks ago. They, mm. they, were, they were singing his name in the pub. You know, we love Absolutely. you, Freddie. It's all, it always comes up. Fantastic song as well. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. You make easy to, you know, it's songs that are really easy to just, you know, know the words, get along with. But you all know the rhythm. Yeah, brilliant. It's funny because without going off a tangent, like Tierra Marie, for what he did, no one really sings about him. Ever. Um, you hear the Thierry Henry song? I never song. hear Thierry. I rarely really, not ever as much. hear Thierry Henry song. Or like a Robert Perez. I don't think, was there a Robert Perez song? Super Robert Perez. Super. It's the same as the Super Tommy Arce. Same, yeah. same song. That was it. Yeah. But look, that's the Arsenal legend then. That is Freddie Jumberg. Um, Great to look back on the, the memories that that bloke brought to the club. Um, and yeah, like you said, he's a true Arsenal legend. So moving on to the final part of the show then, Steve. Uh, another new feature, which you know, obviously we're both big fans of. This is how we came together, and that's talking football shirts. So this week, again, it was on me to pick um, a shirt of the week. So I've gone with the 02-03 blue away shirt. So it would have been the first away shirt to adorn the, the new well, the new club crest at the time, which obviously still splits opinion to this day, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. So yeah. I'll throw it straight over to you. I mean... It's, I love this shirt. Um, I did when it came out. It, you know, a lot of people were hit and miss. There was a few clubs that wore a similar uh, similar style shirt. Even Leeds United had a yellow version of this one. Um, I, I loved it, mate. I loved the, the contrast between the dark blue and then the faded light and then the red trim. I just thought it looked really smart. But we've already touched on one memory in this shirt, and that's Thierry Henry's Screamer um, in, in this particular kit. But is there anything that springs to mind for you or any players that, you know, that kind of come to mind when you think of this shirt? Um, well, yeah, it's a weird one for me because, like, when I remember it being released, and do you remember Arsenal used to send you the catalogs, and I remember seeing this, and I never really liked this shirt at the time. I never liked the, I never liked the neck on it. Yeah, me neither. Because um, yeah, when you're built like a twelve year old man, that's why I like collars. To be perfectly honest with you, well, I always felt like it should have been like a round, like the home one. Um, and it, but yeah. it's definitely grown on me. And the first time I ever watched Arsenal, we actually wore the shirt. Um, oh, nice. unfortunately, we drew one all at Villa Park. And it was sort of the start of the, you know, we were we were top at the time, and yeah, lasted about oh two. You know, it was when Leeds came a few weeks later, and yeah, yeah, the yeah, wobble yeah. happened. Um, yeah. But no, it's oh, a beautiful yeah. shirt, and I actually, it's funny. I actually, so I actually posted this shit today because I've got it. I got it in long sleeve a few mm. months ago, and I got it printed with your bit on it. And I thought I don't need two versions, so I got rid of the home the, the short sleeve version, and and really? I kept it in long sleeve because the long sleeve is just beautiful in this. Um, but no, it's a great shirt. Remember beating. Man United Old Trafford in the FA Cup. Um, Ed yeah. free kick. And I remember um, Ryan Giggs missed an open goal. I remember yes. watching that. It was on BBC. BBC One, yeah. the, early, the early kickoff. Um, Didn't we wear this kit in a home game in the FA Cup or something yeah, like that against, as well? Yeah, against... You were at that game, right? Rotherham No, no, no. It wasn't that game. It was against... Not Fleetwood. Was it Fleetwood? It's on the Fleet tip of my tongue. Fleet oh, it, it was 5 nil, wasn't it? Yeah, we batted somebody. Well, I can't remember who, who we were it was, It's a South, it's Arsenal FA Cup. Farnborough. Farnborough. Well, we, we got the first letter, right? Um, Farnborough, I think it was. It was Farnborough, wasn't it? I know. You, you've got, you've, you, you're Googling this, mate. I, I, I'm just going to nod. Oh, no, I, I said, I said final before I even do, before I got the answer. That, but yeah, I think it was Farnborough. Okay. That's not too yeah, bad. It was Farnborough. Any particular, uh, you know, player memories, you, you know, when you see that shirt, who's wearing it? For example, mm, I always remember Gilberto and Vieira because Vieira obviously had the Vic on his chest yeah. and it lasted all over it. Yeah. Um, but you know, honestly, back then I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't like the light blue. Mm. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, but it's, it's it sort of grows on you, right? Yeah, you know, we talked about recently like, having that theory that like the Pumas in years to come will be like classics. I, Maybe. I still can't see it. I can't. I just can't <laughs> this see is a, it. This is a classic. Um, and this was also the season we the, we had a, a third shirt. Uh, we had a, it was a gold 02 season, the real rare. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, real we rare only shirt. ever wore that once as well, which is twice. Nice. Oh, twice. No, twice. Yeah. We yeah. wore it at Sheffield uh, in the FA Cup. And, uh, Birmingham or someone ran uh, that. West Brom. It was West, West Brom. Brom. There you go. Okay, um, yeah. th- this shirt did actually go as our third shirt in the invisible season, but we never wore it once. That's all right, isn't it? I'm not yeah. too not too mad at that. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, like, I really yeah, I love the shirt. Um 
who comes to mind for me? Weirdly, Carnu. Don't know why. I think that's towards the yeah. tail end of his career. I just yeah. Will can... Tord and Carnu. I can see that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Will Tord as well springs to mind on this one. And then one of the games that I guess springs to mind a little bit involves Gilberto Silva. And it's when we went away in the Champions League and I think we batted PSV. We played you some really like blind 20 seconds. Yeah, it's like one of the fastest Champions League goals in history, I think. Um, definitely from an Arsenal perspective. Um, but yeah, I always remember that 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 game to to say the least. But yeah, I think it's great shirt. Um, yeah, modern classic to say the least. Um, I really like the socks as well because if you remember, they had that like red mm. sort of pattern going up at the side. Yeah, because the yeah. home ones were basically the same, but white and red. Yeah, um, so they're the yeah. exact same sort of take on it. But I don't know. Like I always found that you know the blue with the red trim it always just went really really well. Um, it just I don't know, it pops really nicely. It so does. I'd pop. love us to do something like that again because I haven't. I don't think we've had an, an away shirt anything like that no. since. To be perfectly honest with you, I, I would, that would have quite liked to have had the front just like I'm looking at it now. Just like the whole shirt that, that dark navy blue with mm. the red mm. the red trim around the back and yeah. just the badge. That would have been yeah, nice. It but nice. It, listen, it's a class shirt. Um, maybe I'll wear it for the last game of the season. I'm undecided. There you go. Awesome. The long sleeves, though, mate. If it's a belting day, you want to get them arms out, you know, get a bit of tan on the yeah, go. Maybe. Jesus. But you I do like a long soon sleeve. As well, so you'd be looking really good. Yeah, true. That's very true. You're always thinking, mate. Always thinking. <laughs> always thinking. But look, <laughs> I guess, you know, that's that wraps up, you know, the shirt of the week. Uh, I hope you're happy with that choice, Steve. I, I certainly was. I mean, Great I choice. I'm happy with my own choices, to be honest with you. I? But look, right, well, on that bombshell then, Steve, I guess it's time to end, uh, time to end the show. As always, We'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. And if you'd like to follow either of us on social on any of the uh, major social media platforms, you can do so. Steve can be found on Twitter and Instagram at the at in the clock end. Sorry, getting my words words muddled up there. And myself, you'll find me on Twitter at underscore the arse underscore and Instagram at the Arsenal shirt. But until then, look after yourselves. Look after each other. Take care. Goodbye.